In other words, I've got a piece to speak. And blow hot or cold, I'm gonna speak it. Let's do this, Johnny! Welcome to the Breaking It Down Podcast. I'm Brother Ron, your host, and each week I bring you the inspired word of God as we together discover and unlock its life-transforming truths. Thanks for listening in. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to this week's edition of Breaking It Down. And again, I'm your host, Brother Ron. And uh, we're going to pick up today where we left off last week. We were talking last week about uh, spiritual growth, right? Spiritual growth or... God's sanctifying work in the Christian or the believer. So we're going to pick up on that today. Um, I'm going to review what we covered last week to bring you up to speed and then uh, continue forth if that's okay. So let's open up with a bit of prayer right now and uh, we'll get into it. We'll break it on down. Lord, as we read your word, give us clarity, give us insight, help us to understand your word. Help us to be humble and looking into all things and also being open to seeing new things to see your truth. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to first start off with a review of what we covered last week. And if you recall, we asked the question, or I asked the question, what do you expect to happen to you once you're saved? Or what is it that God expects of you once you're saved? And, uh, you know, once you've been saved, that's not it. There's more to it. We also defined a few words, and I want to go back over those. We said that uh, sanctification means being holy or set apart, a person or a thing who has been set apart by God, for God, for sacred, holy purposes. We continued on to say that everyone who's a believer in Christ is uh, someone who's been sanctified, set apart by God, again, for the purposes of God. And we also learned that the same word used for sanctification or sanctified is also the same word, which is where we get our word saint from in the Bible. And we defined a saint as a person who has trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and is also one in and through whom the Lord Jesus Christ is progressively moving them to be conformed to his likeness in their character, their conversation, and their conduct. So that's what sanctification was all about or it is all about. Now, I want to pick up or continue on here, and I want to talk about that sanctification is commanded by God, or how sanctification is commanded by God. And our anchor scripture for today comes from the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. And I read from the NIV translation or version of the Bible. 2 Timothy 2 and 20. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So, we see that once we saved in the master's house, in God's house, there's two types of vessels, right? There's the, those made of gold and silver, and then you have those made of wood and clay. The gold and silver vessels equate to those people who cleanse themselves from uh, evil. If you look back up in verse 19, it says, The Lord knows those who is, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. So the vessels of gold and silver in the house of the Lord are those people who have turned away from from um, wickedness. It's those people who are allowing the sanctifying work of God to take place in their lives. And then those vessels of wood and clay, 
they are not for any good work and they're not useful for, to the master's purposes. And so they're kind of cast away. So those are the two types of Christians in God's house. Those are the two vessels, if you will, the gold and silver versus the wood and clay. And I ask you, which type of vessel are you? Next, I want to show that how sanctification is commanded by God. So we're going to go into now the book of First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3. We, we read this scripture last week, but we're going to pick back up on it this week. And I read, it is God's will that you be sanctified. And I'm going to stop right there. It is God's will that we be sanctified. Why? Because the world should be able to see Christ in us. Think about it. The only Christ that the world's going to see is a Christ in us as we're conformed to his image. And that conforming to his image only takes place as we allow the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit or the sanctification process work within us. Now, we already saw that sanctification is a process. It's the process of becoming like Christ. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit working within us who sets us apart at the moment of our new birth. And we saw that in Second Thessalonians 2, 13, and First Peter 1 and 1. I'm not going to go there today, but you can check out those verses. We uh, talked about them last show. Spiritual cleansing. We have a responsibility towards that. And I'm going to show you that in uh, our next verse, Second Corinthians 7 and 1. Let's turn there, or turn there with me. And I begin reading from verse 1. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of the reverence for God. That's, again, 2 Corinthians verse seven. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. And the next question is, well, if it's the Holy Spirit that's working God's sanctifying process within us, then why the majority of Christians are not growing spiritually. I'm going to list a few reasons why we as Christians don't grow spiritually after we're born again, after our new birth. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to cover a few of them here. Why do Christians fail to grow spiritually? Number one, it's because of a lack of instruction. After salvation, we need to be taught how to grow in our Christian lives. A lot of churches today, they get you to the point of salvation, your position, right? In Christ, that's the first step we talked about. And then they say, how you doing? That's great. Good luck. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm just kind of paraphrasing my own words. But that was that's what tends to happen today is that they, we get people saved or people are born again and saved, give their lives to Christ. And then uh, they're not discipled, right? They're not led on to the next step, which we already have identified as sanctification. Number two in the reasons why we don't grow spiritually or why Christians don't grow spiritually, they neglect Bible reading, prayer, and church. My emphasis on Bible reading. And I emphasize that because that's the main reason for this show. That's the main reason for breaking it down is to get into the Word of God, Bible study, and breaking it down. Now, just as our physical bodies require nourishment in order to grow, so do our spiritual selves. And that food or that sustenance for spiritual growth is none other than the Word of God. That's why we have a lot of spiritually malnutrition saints out there, because they're not being fed the Word of God. Number three on our list of reasons why we fail to grow spiritually, the lure of the world system. 
Much of what is offered by the world and advertised in the media and on the internet looks appealing to us and can easily sidetrack us uh, if we allow it to. If we don't guard our hearts, our minds, our eyes, the devil is ready and willing to ensnare us. Um, the lures of the world, right? They can keep us from uh, growing. They can keep us from seeking God, keep us from getting in the word, going to church, on and on and on. The lures of the world. And the last reason why we fail to grow spiritually as born-again believers or Christians, the doubts are doubts about God. That's right, doubts about God. Whenever we doubt that God's ways are right, we begin to base our decisions on what we think is right or good, rather than relying upon guidance from his word, the Bible. And before long, before you know it, disobedience creeps in and causes us to drift further and further away from him. The enemy comes to us and he starts whispering, just like he did to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Now, has God really said? And then that doubt starts creeping in. And if we don't check it with the word of God, if we're not in the word of God and in prayer and in church and we don't check it, that doubt will continue to grow. And we will slowly drift away from God. Before you know it, you'll be out in the deep waters and drowning and uh, wondering what happened to you. Those are just a few key things Again, it's not an exhaustive list at any means, but a few of the key major things that keep us from growing in God, keep us from becoming sanctified or set apart for God's use. So what can we do to allow the process of sanctification to take place within you? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. And this is going to lead into next week's show, but I'm going to kick it off with a couple of scriptures to allow you to meditate on those uh, over the week until next week's show. Uh, leave you thinking about that, and then we'll dig a little more into them next week. So the first scripture I'm going to throw at you is uh, Psalms 119, Psalms 119, and we're going to be reading from verses 9 all the way down through 16, Psalms 119, 9 through 16. And I read, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in the following. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate. I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not. I will not neglect your word. Now let's turn over to the book of James, book of James, chapter one, and I'm going to start from uh, verse 22. And I read, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that is the word of God, the Bible. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Right. Be ye doers and not only hearers of the word. Right. So I want to leave those two scriptures with you. Um, we'll get back into it next week. Uh, I'm running up against the clock here for today's show. But anyway, go over those scriptures and uh, be ready for us to meet again next week. 
it's that time again. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, today's show. I hope you got uh, something from the word we shared on sanctification. And uh, again, we'll pick back up on it again next week. Uh, so make sure you tune in here or listen up. Uh, each show comes out every Tuesday. So come back out here next Tuesday and uh, download or listen to the next episode of Breaking It Down. And as always... But before I go, I always ask that you do two things for me. First, I want you to pray for me in the show. It means more to me than you ever know. Pray that, that God will use this show to his glory and honor. And number two, tell two or three other people about the podcast. You know, go ahead, share it with them. Tell them how they can listen to the show, whether on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, etc., just share it with them. Tell them, they, hey, this is this brother out there who's who's bringing the word of God. He's breaking it down and making it clear for us. And um, it's only you that make this show possible. Um, people otherwise wouldn't know about it if you didn't spread it by word of mouth. So it's by your word of mouth, your, your advertising the show, promoting it, that we'll bring more believers in and unbelievers, too, into the body of Christ. So everyone, God bless you. Peace out. And I'll see you next week.